0: Were you outraged at the halftime show last night on the Super Bowl? Seriously, give us a call. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. If you were outraged at, I just am getting ready uh, to talk to the people who were outraged by the halftime show last night. Uh, and you can call six five one six four one one zero seven one, or you can tweet us. I am at my talk Colleen
2: Bradley Trainer,
0: uh, and it, you can also email us just by going to the my talk one zero seven one show page uh, website, and then go to our show page, and you can email us from there. Which is what a couple people have done. And I, we have two differing perspectives. Awesome. Over email. I can't
2: see the email by the way because I don't have access to okay. email. Because of course, technology today has decided that I have no voice.
0: Okay. Well, I want so, to. Make sure that your voice is heard here. Oh, well,
1: thank you. On the you. airwaves. Uh,
0: can I share with you the emails we have gotten? Of course. Okay, like I said, they're opposed. Can,
1: uh,
2: you, before we do, actually, okay. the reason... I, I want to set the stage for oh, yeah, why yeah. we're having this yeah, conversation, yeah. because I don't want this to turn into just... I actually want people to think a little bit more f- before they they say things. So here's why I thought we could have this conversation. I noticed surprisingly last night that people a lot of people seemed animated by the level of um, body parts and skin that was involved in the halftime show in a way that surprised me yep I did say surprisingly so therefore it was surprising Well, was that um, surprising Shakira and JLo both uh grown-ass wom- women who jump around and shake and do things it surprised me because, A, it's 2020. B, they are not the first women to, like, dance around. Um, Like, did you watch Madonna? Did you watch Beyonce? Now, admittedly, maybe the same people are complaining. Maybe they also had a problem with Madonna. Maybe they also had a problem with... Um, Uh, with Beyonce and a number of other people, right? Um, But that surprised me. So I'm like, so what really is that? Like, you know, here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we go deep in the shallow. I mean, we could just open the phone lines and let people spout off and yell at each other. But we kind of do a little bit more than that, where it's like, okay, what is it really that you think is frustrating, right? right? Um, Because I didn't feel that way. In fact, I kept thinking the whole time, and we talked a little bit about this in the beginning of the show, how, like, these are two grown-ass women. They're both, they look amazing for their age, which, yes, is superficial, but I'll take it. Uh, As somebody who's 44 and facing 45 in the face, they looked great. They're at, you know, the peak of their careers, and they are women who typically, at that age, do not have a voice. So I felt like they were just, like, you know, they were knocking them out of the park, and it was just such a wonderful thing. And then, and then, we had this visual. At the very end of it all, after all this speculation that these two women were going to be catty bitches and fight with each other and not give up the stage, not share the stage. Oh, that's a new narrative. Whoa, right? Here you had, to, it's not new. And in fact, that's why it was so uh, surprising when I saw the two of them together side by side. One was not in front of the other. One was not taller than the other in terms of her placement on the stage. Both of these women were side by side, shaking their ass and making everybody, you know, feel good about the moment. And I thought that is such a, That's like a revolutionary thing. You just don't see. So that's when I started to look at social media, began to think, oh, my God, what did I miss? Because a lot of people were real animated about um, their bumping and shaking.
0: Yeah, they weren't excited. Um, And I will tell you, we got two. We did get two emails, uh, one from somebody who liked it, who was outraged at the outrage. Megan said, my outrage is actually with the outrage over the show. God bless J-Lo and Shakira for their amazing performances, acrobatics, and dancing. I'm around the same age as both of them, 45, and I couldn't do a single thing they do. But you know what? That's a okay with me. I watched the show with my seven-year-old daughter and five-year-old son. I sat on the couch without a bra on with my partial denture removed. Hooray for dental problems. (laughs) In my jammies, eating Oreos with my kids. No judgment on my end. And I hope the reciprocal would be the same. Everyone's got to have something to bitch about, right? And then she said... Prince's performance is still my favorite one ever though. (laughs) Then we got this from Kimberly who said, you guys, how could this have been touted as family appropriate? Come on, man. Zero decorum. Hashtag soft porn. Okay.
2: You know, again, I'm, I quit. This is what I would, would ask Kimberly. Are you always feeling this? You must. Because when I turn on the TV this was like this was like G-rated compared to the things you'll actually see. Also, I don't know that the Super Bowl has ever been touted as family-friendly entertainment.
0: Well, and I'm going to just borrow a thought from our friend Holly, if I may, Holly, and Yeah. Actually, I probably <gasps> why don't you actually make your own point so I don't oh. make it for you? Oh, yes. Regarding uh what
1: sporting event we were watching oh, when sure. that broke out? Yeah, we were watching the Super Bowl. A very violent sport where people pummel each other on the gridiron and cause irreversible damage to their bodies and make millions of dollars for it. And that yeah. is considered, quote unquote, family. So I think your point then
2: is, as a man, let me make the point for you. Would you,
0: explain
1: can, can Holly's can you? point? Is that I'd because
2: that. J-Lo is climbing a pole, she was... You know, she she went over the line.
0: Yeah, I just think it's you know, I think if we're going to look at one aspect of it, let's pull back and look at all aspects of it. If we're going to call it if if the assumption is that it is family friendly. Let's think about that from all angles. Let's go to the phones uh, because we've got Loretta on the line. Uh, Loretta, what were your feelings about the halftime show? Our phones. Still, it oh, there I'm sorry, Loretta. I thought we were having phone problems. We're good. Go ahead. You thought
1: what? Well, I can kind of say all points. However, I, I think that there is something to be said where there's a envious part. Um, mm. people are envious on a confidence that they have mm. that some people just don't have.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, and and they go out with confidence and we as women, I think a lot of times don't support each other. And when you do have a confident woman, it's intimidating. Mm. And maybe people just were more intimidated by the fact that, you know, these women are strong, strong women. I think it kind of, um, it's a sucky thing for us is that we can't support, um, I mean, a 50 year old woman
2: yeah,
0: uh, right. I'm sorry that we had to let Loretta go. Um, we are still kind of having some phone
2: issues. No, I think it's absolutely true. and and I don't want to come across as saying you can't have your opinion and that you must have the that you have the wrong opinion. I just think ask yourself the question, why do you have that opinion? Because to me, the things she just said are totally true. Think about the last time you saw a fifty year old woman. Being allowed to express her physicality mm-hmm. and her sensuality. And also, I think of women like, because I've been, look, I've been here for these women for a long time. Uh-huh. Gay people have because when we see somebody who's like doing something in spite of and doing things people tell them they can't do, we that resonates. to. I right. mean, it resonates to me. So I think of the same thing when Madonna gets criticism from people like she's so old. How does she do that with her wrinkly face? I'm like, that makes you uncomfortable because she is doing something that you're not used to women being allowed to do. And that's why I think like if you had a vitriolic, you know, reaction, I would just say, like, where is that really coming from? And I think for some people, to our caller's point, it's probably coming from a level of feeling um, threatened or insecure about whatever was on the stage.
0: I also think it's interesting uh, and uh, we can move on here in just a moment, but I also think it's really interesting that one of the things that people are um, responding to is the feeling of it not being family friendly. Uh, And I guess I don't necessarily understand that because that was dance. What you saw was dance. That is um, actually like a very typical Latin form of dance to Latin women Doing very hip forward <laughs> dancing, that is very typical culturally typical. You may have been uncomfortable with it, but it they weren't there. They, they weren't simulating sex. They weren't the pole dancing. I'm sorry, but if it was Cirque du Soleil, you'd be fine with it. You know, it is a phys, it's an act of physicality that we were witnessing, and my my children were all in the room. And they did have questions about it. My boys were laughing. I think they don't see that kind of booty shaking very often. And I said, please don't laugh, first of all, because I'm trying <laughs> to appreciate this. But then we had like an educational discussion about different forms of movement. My point is, it's not family friendly if you go, okay, leave the room now. We got to pretend that this didn't just happen. Yeah, There was nothing there that was so outrageously over-sexualized um, outside of what we see on a day-to-day basis. There are so many other things that we could be outraged with.
2: Well, and can I say that this is where this is, I think, you know, also a truth that this moment points out, which is that we are coming to a place where there are so few moments we can all share and not be divided over that, like it's just become increasingly clear. We can't even have, A halftime show at the Super Bowl because I guarantee you and some of the people haven't had the chance to say this But I'm sure somebody would if you dug a little deeper you would realize that some of the Issues that people had with those two women on stage is what they thought those two women represented from a political standpoint And that just makes me sad that everything at the end of the day because of the world that we live in is just gonna get boiled down to Even if that's not true, they think it's true meaning they think like oh, J Lo represents something politically and I can't agree with that. Therefore, I have to poo-poo it. Yeah. And we all do that. And that's just what makes me sad about this moment is that we're all just taking every opportunity to be like, make it about something that's not. We can't have And this was just like two grown ass powerful women, man.
0: Being sexy and beautiful and talented and having fun and enjoying. If it was Adam
2: Levine shaking his pelvis in your
0: face, it you was would last love week it. It, or last year. It was. Yes, when we come back <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show. I do, I do just want to say because I know calls are coming in, and I want people to know. It's not that we don't value your calls or want your calls. It's that our phone system is an issue right now. So I want to apologize for people who weren't hurt. Yeah, and we let did you ask know, you to call. Yeah, them. that it wasn't that it was. Yes, Holly.
1: No, I just was waving at them like okay. they could see me. Yes. Just saying hi. Yes.
0: Hi, people. We I'm, and I apologize. And uh, we please do, though. We do actually want to hear what you have to say. So you can feel free to email us when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, Megan Markle has a new gig. We got to tell you what it is after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Meghan Markle has a brand new part time job. And uh, I want to tell you what it is on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bye. And uh, you know, since Meghan Markle and Prince Harry left their uh, positions as senior royals, they got to find a way to make their way in the in world, the world today. today. takes everything they got. Well, she got a new jobby job. Uh, Her first TV gig will be on a Canadian reality show about second weddings. It's a TV show or it's a Netflix show called I Do Redo. And uh, it already stars her bestie, uh, Jessica Moroney, who is also a Toronto wedding stylist. Mm. So she's the star of this upcoming Netflix show. And apparently Meghan Markle, who... Has had a second wedding The second one I think was a little bit More high profile than the first
2: Yeah just a tad
0: Yeah. In any case she will sporadically Appear on this Netflix show Allegedly Now would you like to know how much she might be making For such appearances
2: Uh, Millions
0: The union scale for uh, a guest role On a Canadian TV Program Is $588 Per day Oh What? So I wonder if that's going to be what she make for that.
2: Something tells me no. Probably not. She's not, not you're making probably scale. Right.
0: No, you're probably right. But I will say, okay, so here's the series. It's a 10-part series. It will revisit first-time wedding disasters before remaking the wedding their wedding dreams. 10 devoted couples, and uh, Meghan Markle will participate in that from time to time. I mean, not maybe what we thought should.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: She would go right into doing Yes, but Kind of cements her uh, connection to Canada right now, at least.
2: Yeah, the thing to me... Um With Meghan Markle this will be the talent like you know, obviously we have no idea yet But the thing that I will be watching for is you know, they played a very they made a very big gamble Um, And we will see if that gamble will pay off because the truth is while yes, they have an incredible brand Opportunity right? Yep. I'm sure some marketing person would say it that way They have the ability to you know, everybody was like they're gonna be able to cash in like crazy but that assumes they make the right decisions uh, on the right offers. Right. And that's what remains to be seen at this point. Like, I don't I don't know that, like, hey, look at my second wedding show. Really? I mean, that's where you're going to go? But at the same time, maybe they just want to get their feet wet, do a little bit, see what happens as sort of a, you know, appetizer, yeah. if you will.
0: Also help her bestie out. You know, she seems to be somebody who... uh keeps a few people very close yeah and this Jessica Mulroney she or Mulroney she's her name has come up quite a bit yeah so it could very well be that this is a great favor to a great friend yeah I don't know I don't know that it would be my first choice
2: yeah no it absolutely doesn't seem like maybe your first thing out of the gate because I feel like you'd want something with a little bit of uh oomph
0: behind it yeah a little more cachet now, Bradley, you had... A, oh, we don't have time, I bet. Okay. There uh, there was another story that came out about Megan over the weekend. We will share that at a... At a later date, uh, yeah. There's no
2: shortage of royal news. Don't worry, we'll we'll uh, we'll get to it.
0: There is always an opportunity. Uh, but when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, as per usual, the celebrities do behave badly, and when they do that, we like to call them out for it uh, and talk about them in a little segment where we call them a name, d bags. We're going to call them that name and tell you what they've done after this on the Colleen and Bradley show, right here on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities, they behave badly. And when they do, on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trader, hey. we have to call them a name, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
2: Oh, I have a D-Bag for you guys. Who's your D-Bag? Modi. It's a publationship, D-Bag. What's a Modi? A Modi is a Miley
0: Cyrus and a Cody Simpson.
2: And they are a ship, which means... It is
0: a relationship for the purposes of publicity.
2: I'm just going to throw Cosmo into this, too, because they felt the need to report on this story that Miley Cyrus popped Cody Simpson's back pimple on Instagram.
0: Okay. Well, uh, that's disgusting. So if
2: you found yourself uh, scrolling through their Insta stories over the weekend, you might have been completely horrified by Cody Simpson's... um... Well, uh, pimple popping experience. Oh, so gross.
0: Anyway, uh, this is a behavior I don't understand though. So I will be open about this. People watch that Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC and I don't get it. But I, I realize that there are people for whom that's why would you ever run towards that? I mean, I don't, I can't, I don't have a leg to stand on here because I watch other TLC shows. Yeah, you that watch
2: are, trash. I do. Television.
0: So I don't have a leg to stand on. So I just wanted to say. Well, nor, nor do the people you
2: watch on TV.
0: That's so sad.
2: It's true. It's it's a train wreck. You're watching Very train wrecks. Sad. Anyway, um, Cody Simpson apparently. Oh God, Miley Cyrus popped his back pimple, oh. and I just I, and they show like a screen cap, and now I have to get rid of this. That's so I gross. See that? Why would anybody in their right mind need attention so bad? Like. Excuse me, there are a half a dozen other things that people don't care about that you could post on your Insta story.
0: Well, it is sort of indicative of what we're going through with the two of them right now, which is they really, really need attention. Yeah. And so I think that they are short on ideas. Yeah. About how to get that attention and might be responding to the fact that again there is a very popular show on TLC about Pimple popping. Yes, I throw it. Any, throw anything at the wall, you guys. Best well, of they luck.
2: literally did throw his pimple on the wall, or at least it probably shot
0: Ooh. across the room oh. onto the wall.
1: Okay. Also, <laughs> the
0: word pimple is just gross.
1: What about zit? Is that worse uh, or better?
0: Zit, to me is better than pimple. Why? I don't know. Zit just you get it over with really quickly because it's just pimple. one syllable. Pimple. But pimple, pimple. Ugh. Also.
2: Why does a pimple have to be headline news? Why do you need to share that? Like, you are so starved of things to share as a talented and accomplished musician that you need. You think people really want to see your popping zits?
0: I Again, I think they're this is, running out deserve, of content.
2: Y'all deserve each other is what I'm going to say.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, I don't disagree. That's nasty. That's nasty.
0: Do you want to know who my D-Bag is? Yes, please. It is the... NFL.
2: Oh, oh. oh. what? What? Oh. What?
0: Oh. This is an old school one, though. This apparently happened back in 2009, but I didn't even know the story. And I'm going to choose to call the NFL and the halftime show committee the D bags in this story. And not for this year's halftime show. In 2009, uh, a song came out called Run This Town. And it was Jay Z and it featured Rihanna and Kanye West. And apparently, and Kanye is, or not Kanye, sorry, Jay-Z is telling this story uh, to the New York Times that he was approached by the NFL to do the Super Bowl halftime show, but they would not allow him to do the show if he didn't invite Kanye West and Rihanna to do the show with him. And Jay-Z said to them, Yeah, no, that's not how this is going to work. If you want me, you get me. It's not going to be contingent on who I bring with me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So either Jay-Z is going to be enough for you or you're not or Jay-Z is not coming. Yeah. And so Jay-Z said no. Now, I think that's D-baggy of them because Jay-Z is big enough, right? Yeah, of course. But here's the weird. I don't know. It's not weird. But, you know, Jay-Z is employed by the NFL now.
2: No, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he's actually uh hold on, I got to get his actual. He is the live music entertainment strategist. He signed this deal with and I vaguely recall this being headline news uh that Jay-Z's entertainment and sports company Rock Nation is the company that consults the NFL on live events including that very halftime show that we all watched last night. So that was partly his company And his Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I did not know that. Which I more, you know. I so this D bag sort of turns into a silver lining where Jay Z is drawing from his own experience having to say no to the NFL to their halftime show Mm -hmm. because he didn't like that he was being told how to do it, turns into a money making opportunity for him and he gets to make some choices. I'm just saying. I mean it all yeah, well. That's the silver lining. And so it turns out, by the way, that we have Jay-Z's Rock Nation to thank for last night's um, show. I, you know, here's,
2: mm, okay. I'm just having bigger thoughts. Have your big thoughts. That's what we're here for. Which are, we are now in this place where um, people are seeing behind the curtain yeah, about a lot of things. Yep. And they're not happy with it um and presumably that also includes like the sausage making of like uh, the super bowl right like remember we've learned over the last couple of years like you don't really get any money out of this experience mm-hmm. and um basically the NFL is getting a lot for very little yeah. now the artists in turn do get a lot in return like I mean, J-Lo and Shakira, I would think Shakira more than J-Lo because JLo lo was kind of on a high right now. Right, but with it's hustlers. It's a huge honor, and, and, and certainly it's going to, you know, it's going to do great things for her career, publicity-wise, of course, um, but I think more so Shakira because, like, when was the last time you... Like, I I'm, I I am now feel bad about the fact that I didn't know what Shakira was up to, but, you know, no. I kind of didn't... She wasn't on my radar. No, and
0: I think we both actually said, like... I kind of wanted to tour now. Yeah. I would go see that
2: concert. Exactly. But so so there is a benefit to the celebrity uh or to the you know performers. But I also think like it it is weird that um the way the way the sausage is made and now we're learning about how the sausage is made and how you know there are people trying to you know make a bunch of money off of the talents of others without them you know maybe always having full creative control or being aptly remunerated for it i mean these are privileged people after all so they'll be fine but but there's something discomforting about you know knowing how this all works behind the scenes and that it's very much you know not a benevolent experience not at all yeah
0: not at all thank you it'll be interesting
2: it'll be interesting to see if that changes the institution over time or if it just, you know, it's something we stop paying attention to. I think right now in this moment, we're all very much, a certain group of us anyway, are paying attention to how things are, what is actually going on behind the scenes and, um, you know, asking if maybe those things should be changed or done differently.
0: I am, here's one thing I'm really quickly very curious about and sort of waiting for, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but specifically J-Lo not as much Shakira, because I don't feel like we ever hear from Shakira. I am wondering if JLo lo will r- reply to some of the pushback
2: mm. about I would imagine that's totally that. possible.
0: And I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I would love to hear. Actually, I would love to hear from both of them. I just, and that's probably my own. There's no reason why Shakira wouldn't or shouldn't reply. I just think that usually we hear about JLo. lo And I'm sure somebody will ask her at some point. Yeah.
2: If they haven't already.
0: Yeah. And I would be curious to hear what their reply is to people's take on that halftime show and the feelings that they had. And if she hasn't heard, perhaps we could supply her with some of the replies we've gotten from people who We have gotten some replies, you guys. I know Mm -hmm. it's true. It's actually true. Mailbag. It is, it just isn't, it is interesting to hear people's uh, thoughts about it, and I I don't know that it's something where there's one right also, side. Also, here's, well, no,
2: here's, here's, here's another takeaway, because this is all kind of, of a conversation about the halftime show, and was it too scandalous, or was it too, you know, whatever. Um, who, who promised you... An experience that you didn't have thoughts about. Right. Right? Like, you don't have to always agree with things, or you don't always have to appreciate everything you see. Right? Like, are you comfortable living in a world where things are uncomfortable on occasion? Because the world is uncomfortable. It just is. So I don't know that it's Shakira's job to check with you before you know, she goes on stage to do something, you are certainly entitled to have your opinions and thoughts about them and talk about them and share them, absolutely. But there does seem to be this sense that, like, you know, like... You you, weren't
0: delivered the show that felt good for you.
2: Yeah, like, I kind of feel like, well, you know, hey, there are a lot of things I wake up to on a daily basis that I didn't ask for and have very strong opinions about. Right?
0: Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, sometimes there are just so many D-bags that one segment can't contain them all. And then we have a D-bag double down. Double down! We're going to double down on the D-bag after this on My Talk 107.1. Guess who's back? She's back, returning back, back again, Thursday again, morning again. at six. Yes back. Alexis back, Thompson had her kid, on kid, kid, Chase and, kid. and Alexis. Lex is back, Lex and you back, can welcome Lex her back, back by sending Lex a message back, on the Lex My talk app. Lex Record 30-second messages back. to Lex by using the My Mic feature on the app. And we'll play him back Thursday morning. So welcome back, Lex, Thursday morning at six. Get the app to send her a greeting. Use my talk keyword app. Everybody loves to try well, here we are on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk1071, one streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And you know, sometimes there's just so much D-baggery in the United States and beyond uh, that we cannot contain it in just one segment. It's true. And when that happens, we have to double down on that D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
2: Bing. You know, I'm sorry that we have to do this, but we have to do this. I, I, I we don't have want a choice, to.
0: actually. We just don't have a choice.
2: Angels in Hell, the culture of misogyny inside Victoria's Secret.
0: Ugh. Oh can I ask a quick and I don't mean this to sound dismissive Please at do. all, but did we ever have any doubt?
2: No. But yes. Okay. You need this. You need to read this because it will show you in stark detail just how nasty the inside and behind the scenes of Victoria's Secret really is was. What I mean by that is there's this New York Times piece. Um, Go find yourself uh, this piece if you want to read it. There's also a bunch of reports of the report. So if you wanted to just go online and Google Victoria's Secret New York Times piece, you could read like a People Magazine version, a New York Post version. But I think if you, you um, care about any of the stuff that we talk about on a regular basis, you should just go read the whole thing. Because the Times did this investigation and found not only widespread bullying and harassment, just how much... Victoria's Secret, a thing, a brand that people like loved and bought and have like a cultural significance about or feelings about, really was just like, and Holly, you're the one who coalesces with words, so I don't want to steal your words, but this was just like some old dude's skanky fetish that was turned into like a multi-billion dollar brand. Uh-huh. And any idea you had about how skanky it really was, probably behind the scenes, it absolutely was. And then some.
0: Okay, before we go down the road, I just want to throw this out there as something to hold in your mind as we talk through this. That uh, Victoria's Secret, the brand that has lived for umpty-foo years, the, uh, the brand that has put on a fashion show that was essentially women parading around in their skivvies. Yeah uh again decades we've been experiencing victoria's secret 14 minutes last night we saw two women who had control of their entire performance mm-hmm. and were outraged about that oh but not about this system that was to holly's point some men's mm. fetishes yeah so holly i want you to
2: tell me how you because here here's what i wanted to share so i read this piece last night and in the reading of it i was like i feel like we've had some blind items about this and mm-hmm. then no it was actually just this thought holly had and i want to give holly the floor to have this thought but i want to tell you that the two men who steered victoria's secret over the years uh a guy named leslie wexner and then ed razik these guys are You just read it there are connections to Jeffrey Epstein it is just and the things that they are alleged to have done it's so like I'm waiting for the movie and Charlize Theron will win an Oscar Mm -hmm. for the movie or um, you know some other amazing actress will tell the story And they will, you know, they will just knock it out of the park because this story is one that should be told. And it's one that's just deeper and nastier and uh, inappropriater than you could have imagined. Holly, please tell us how you were. You were basically ahead of the game on this one.
1: Well, this was a thought that I had back when the Jeffrey Epstein story was really starting to get traction and we were talking about it as a culture at large. Well, Jeffrey Epstein... Was involved with Les Wexner. Les Wexner basically gifted Jeffrey Epstein a multi million dollar New York City mansion for free. Huh. Uh, that's really weird. Also, Les Wexner was a client, quote unquote, of Jeffrey Epstein. Well, when all this stuff was happening, it all made. Se- I the thought came across my mind that huh. Les Wexner, the head of Victoria's Secret, Jeffrey Epstein, noted sexual predator who had proclivities for people who looked a certain way. It was so obvious yeah, that Victoria's Secret, the idea of what beauty meant in the context, the really very specific, very narrow way that Victoria's Secret portrayed feminine beauty is like, well okay, this is just a weird fetish that a couple of people have. And now and if this, I
0: can just take it one step further, yeah. not just female beauty,
1: but female sexuality. Correct. Thank you, Colleen. And then you bring in this guy, Ed Razek, and it's the three of them, and it's they're pushing their very specific idea of female sexuality, what it means to be female and sexy, out on us, on the population. And goodness knows rampant just like the insecurity and the things that people then you get that idea in your mind right that that is what it means to be female and to be sexually empowered or to be sexy and just what a load of garbage that is
2: can I also just give light you an indication match, you of, of the garbage? Yeah. Um, is that like a light a match because it stinks? Yeah. Or is that it's like well. light a match or burn so, it down? All of it. Okay. Just all. Because I wanted it. to tell you this, Mr. Uh, Razik Razik character. Some of the things that he is um, <laughs> that it that is illustrated and laid out in this New York Times New York Times piece about um, how just gross the Victoria's Secret experience really was. He was instrumental in selecting the angels, and um, he, where's this? This one experience, at a meeting uh, at Victoria's Secret headquarters, an employee asked Mr. Wexner what he thought about the retail industry's embrace of different body types. You know, like, let's celebrate all women's types. He was dismissive. Quote, nobody goes to a plastic surgeon and says, make me fat. Wow. Okay. Now, um, someone who worked for Mr. Razik said uh, that he exuded, quote, toxic masculinity. His attitude was summed up as, quote, I am the holder of the power. I can make you or break you. And then to illustrate the point, he would literally handpick um, these women and Almost to a person, he would, um, and uh, as it's laid out in the Times, he sometimes asked models in their bras and underwear for their phone numbers. According to three people who witnessed his advances, he urged them to sit on his lap. Two of them said he asked to have private dinners with him. One woman was like, oh, a private dinner with him? This guy who's like one of the leading authorities in the fashion industry? It's of super course powerful. I should have dinner with for him. sure. Because he can give me tips, pointers, whatever. Like she was just like... Tell me more. But he, in the dinner, turned sexual, tried to make advances. When she said no and made it clear that that's not what she would, uh, that she wanted, she would, or he would frequently come back to her and be like, yeah, come on. I want to buy a house in the Turks and Caicos. Why don't you just come find me a sexy place to buy so we can go away together? Like, just to a person. And when she finally said, look, I'm just not interested in you in that way
0: that was the end of her career after
2: two years of being the um i forget what they call it like the um,
0: head angel yeah she was one (laughs) of
2: the she was one of the premier angels she was not asked back for a third year
0: you know uh, again to my previous point if you were outraged about and it is your you're entitled to whatever your thoughts and feelings are but if you were outraged about the performance on the Super Bowl last night, and this does not absolutely then level you, I, I don't know. Because this is, again, men defining women's sexuality and then making money off of their version of women's sexuality mm-hmm. and pushing that out to the masses and telling us what we should be thinking about ourselves. Yeah, it's and one thing also to be a dirty- sexually abusing people
2: behind the scenes. Probably. It's one thing mm-hmm. to be, you know, a horrible human being. It's an it's an entirely different thing to make that a, an international multi billion dollar business. Yeah, that's that's what just blew me away in this yeah. New York Times piece.
0: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some Super Bowl leftovers. Uh, so. Heat up your chili Yay. Heat up your wings, whatever you got left over. We're gonna talk about it after this. I might talk one of seven one.